0: You're listening to the Standard Podcast. Eye-opening for your ears.
1: So, this is We Need to Talk Podcast. Podcast Talk Show Pasankrit Hi you guys! Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for listening. เกสของเราในๆคนประมาณ 10 ปีที่แล้วอดัมแบรชอร์จับพลัดจับๆแห่งหรือเรื่อง 2 ภาษาเดี๋ยวโบจะถาม Ladies and gentlemen, it would be my pleasure to introduce our guest for this episode of We Need to Talk podcast. With almost 2.5 million followers and subscribers on all his social media, he is definitely one of the most famous English teachers out there. Let's meet him now Adam Bradshaw. Hello, Adam Adam Sawadika. Welcome to our show. And it's so nice to finally have you here. Um I've been saying to our producers since day one. We need to get him here. All
0: right. Yes,
1: and it's finally so good to have you here.
0: Yes. All right. Thank I, I, you. I mean, I saw I,
1: I follow you on Twitter, actually. Okay, good. And um, I love the way you can make people mem- like remember certain tricks and tips about English and stuff. I and, do my
0: best, you know. Yeah. I, I, I consider myself a professional now. It's been uh, about eight years of teaching now. Well, depending on how you look at it. I mean, eight maybe eight years of an actual you know, being an actual teacher in Thailand. But Mm -hmm. before that, I was still volunteering to teach English, like, when I first came. Yeah. So I try to do my best. (laughs) Yay. Okay, since
1: a lot of our guests um, who came on this show have actually spent some time abroad. And, you know, obviously, we've learned a thing or two from them, whether it's about the places or the different cultures. So I guess today we'll learn a thing or two about Utah, USA, because that's where you're from, right?
0: Uh. So I was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is the capital of Utah. Mm -hmm. And if you open up the map of the United States of America, you'll see California on the West Coast, right? Yes. And then Nevada, where you've got Las Vegas. Vegas. And then the next state over is Utah, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's considered... The Midwest, but it's really more the West. Mm-hmm. When people ask me where I'm from, I say I'm from the West, if, mm-hmm. if they don't know where Utah is. But anyway, so I uh, was born in Salt Lake City, but I moved to Portland, Oregon when I was about four, was I three or four? But three or four. Oh, and, until uh, when? Until I was about 12. And so, you know, grew up in so what we call, not a Utah, and I was an Oregonian first, mm-hmm. Oregonian. And then I moved back to Utah and became a Utahn again. And that's where I went to junior high and high school.
1: That sounds so cold, Utons. Mm. It Utahn. sounds. It almost sounds like you know, like Spartans. Spartans, Utons.
0: You know? like, you know, like it sounds Californians. So cool. yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Californians sound like airheads. Like it sounds like very light. You know what I mean? It, it just like depends, you know, because California
0: they have the the whole Valley Girl. Kind of stigma, right? Where yeah. it's just like, oh my gosh, like ah, like like like. They say like too much, yeah. Which I think I I'm might say guilty. like too much. No, I guilty. might too. I might I might say it too much too. So I, it's I try
1: to stop myself, but sometimes when I'm not careful, I notice that I say like way too many times.
0: Or just like you know, you know, I, I say you know probably too much. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just it's or you even say I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mylu uh-huh. <laughs> oh, mylu I don't know. So
1: if we were to visit Utah, when would be the best time to do so?
0: Uh, Depends on what kind of vacation you're looking for. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for like summer backpacking or Mm -hmm. going camping.
1: I I went there to camp before.
0: There you go. Yeah. I mean, because they've got the Rocky Mountains right there. Salt Lake City is in the middle of a valley and, uh, you know, they've got mountains on both sides. Um, so it's great for camping, hiking, bike, uh, mountain biking, Mm -hmm. um, wakeboarding, if you like to wakeboard or water ski, because they've got a bunch of reservoirs, um, Mm -hmm. and lakes. So the summer's great, but if you're looking to snowboard or ski, the winter is the best time to go, obviously, because the snow is considered, I mean, this might be a little biased because I'm from there, but... They say it in Ski Magazine and Snowboard Magazine. (laughs) So this is not biased. This is fact, all right? This is factual. Because it's in
1: magazines. Yeah,
0: It's fact because it's in the
1: magazines.
0: (laughs) Okay. And that is Utah has the best snow on earth. Now, what does that even mean, the best snow?
1: Is it the softest?
0: Yes. That's exactly what it means. Ah. Because you got to realize if you're a, a skier or a snowboarder, you're looking for soft snow when you're turning back and forth so it can kind of like you know when you're it can kind of like support your weight like as you go back and forth yeah i was just thinking about it i just want to go right now you know I mean, (laughs) even
1: the olympics went to utah yeah the winter Uh, olympics
0: 2002 yeah
1: i remember watching that when i was in high school oh my god that was so long ago
0: i was still in high school too all right yeah what class what
1: class were you 2003 Oh. oh too. Okay. So all right. we're the same age. All
0: right. So you're 30. I'm coming up on 33.
1: Yeah. I'm. Me too. In June, okay. I'll be
0: 33. All what? right. Oh, I'm still your P then because. i yes, I'm, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be. Uh, 33 next month.
1: Oh, so, happy yeah. early birthday!
0: All right. Thank Maybe you. when
1: this episode airs.
0: I'll be 33 in, in Which January. Which I feel like 33 is a good age though. Yeah. Why? Because you know, three is kind of a lucky number. Yeah,
1: is it? Where? Well, I think it is. (laughs) Okay, I'm just gonna tell
0: myself it is. So Whatever. I feel good about 33. So it's
1: like double lucky. Yeah, it's 33. (laughs) Yeah,
0: 33. (laughs) So there you go. Anyway, yeah. So just if you're going to Utah, it depends on what time of the year you're going and what kind of vacation you're expecting. Mm
1: -hmm. What would be some of the things that we don't know about Utah?
0: Um, Well, I don't. uh, If if you're American, you'll know this. Uh, There's a a large Mormon population in Utah. Mm -hmm. My family's, um, well, I shouldn't even say that. It's just mainly my parents are Mormon. Mm -hmm. I was Mormon, and my siblings were raised Mormon as well. I've got an older sister and three younger brothers. Yeah. And we were all raised in the Mormon church, and we, you know, are grateful for our upbringing, and we love our parents, but we're just not into the Mormon religion anymore. Mm -hmm. And so in Utah... It's almost like they separate into two cultures, the Mormon culture and then the non-Mormon culture. And so it's a little and it's polarizing. Noticeable? Yes. Mm-hmm. A little, uh, and you'll see it like, cause I, I follow the Salt Lake Tribune, the newspaper mm-hmm. on Facebook <laughs> just to see kind <laughs> of the, the So topic. that you know what's going on at home. <laughs> exactly. And uh, it's, there's always Mormon topics and people just like, you know arguing about Mormonism all the time. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's interesting because, you know, it's my hometown and everything. So I like to follow up on that kind of stuff. But that's one thing you might not know, the big Mormon population. But Mormons are great people and very happy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And they'll be... The best neighbor you've ever had, if you live next to one. Mm -hmm. And uh, former Mormons like myself, or Foremans is the term.
1: Foremans.
0: Foremans, former Mormons. (laughs) Kind of like the grill. Foreman grill. Yeah, George Foreman grill, yes. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, We're good people, too, all right? We're Mm. all good. And, you know, Utah, what else about Utah um, they've got the Utah Jazz.
1: Mm-hmm. So ah, a lot of Type people yes. be like, oh,
0: Utah Jazz, got doing got Duna, Carmelone, John Stockton, but, basketball team. Yeah. But John Stockton and Carmelone are gone now. Yeah. I mean, they've retired for years now. So. And now,
1: so if you ask this generation, they would be like, who, what, who? I you, mean, if Utah they, Jazz who? I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if they follow the NBA, they'll know who the Jazz yes, are, but sure. it's not like the Jazz are like a great team anymore. Yeah. They had their run though, mm-hmm. um, back in, uh, what, 90, when was that 95 96 97 ish mm-hmm. where they went to the finals against Michael Jordan two years in a row but lost both years it was i was sad but i mean
1: i mean it's <laughs> versus michael jordan yeah. so and it's look, sort of look expected. at me here
0: i am wearing jordans because i was a big fan but i was against him when i when the jazz were playing him in of the of course yeah.
1: hometown pride yeah. i had
0: to I had to support them so yes anyway
1: speaking of people from utah or Utah. I can't even Utahns. say it. Utahns.
0: If you want to throw like, in an accent, actually Utahns, Utahns have a very very uh, neutral accent. Like mm-hmm. my accent is more like a uh, just a west coast like Oregon Californian accent, but mm-hmm. uh, if you listen to like people in Salt Lake City, their accents are very standard. Yeah, Unless you get outside the city, and then you'll get a little bit of a twang, you know, you'll have oh, really? a little, really? hey, let's go round up them cattle, huh, huh, you know. Like, like, <laughs> the, like, like Texan te- kind of. Yeah,
1: like the southern yeah. accent.
0: Just kind of, it doesn't matter where you are in America. If you're yeah. outside of the city, the, the, the accent will.
1: Be a little country.
0: Yeah, be a little country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of, but uh, anyway. Uh, My accent's pretty standard, so it's easy to understand. Thai people don't have a problem listening to what I'm saying in English usually. Yeah, so So is there
1: any characteristic for Utahns? Um, Like, what would give you away? Like, let's say if you were to walk down the street and be like, oh my God, this person is from Utah.
0: No one would ever know. I mean, people know that I'm American just Mm -hmm. because, you know. An American would, would recognize me as an American just right. for my accent. I and, mean, you know, someone from England would know, like, oh, you're American because Americans, we pronounce our R's. We say R. We don't say ah. Yeah. We don't say bottle of water. We say bottle of water. Right? Yeah. Um, we say it with like a da dick, like a D, right? Bottle yeah. of water. Um, but as far as like the way I carry myself and and how I act. hmm. Uh, I guess I could come off as American, but the more, the longer I'm in Thailand, you know, the less American I act just because I, you know, I absorb some of the Thai culture. And a lot of people say that when I go back to America, I'm a lot quieter than I used to be. And I'm already a loud person as it is, but I'm just quieter and more, not conservative, what's the word? Reserved. Mm -hmm. I'm just more like, uh... The The word that comes into my mind in Thai is get the way, but that's kind of a negative meaning. I don't want to say that. It's more just like I, I'm just like not too opinionated about everything. I just mm. kind of hold back, you know. But, um, yeah, I don't think anything gives me away as a Utahan. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what was it like growing up in Utah? What were you like in school?
0: You know, in school I was... All, all about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I played baseball and basketball and American football. Dang, you we play it all. Yeah, I did. And in fact, um, I also did track as well. I was a. Um, I went to state in track and got. What? Yeah, I took region in the the one hundred and the two hundred meter.
1: What? Yeah. So you're fast.
0: I was. Not <laughs> Not anymore.
1: <laughs> That's cool. I what, was what, fast. What other events do you do in track?
0: Just just the, the, the 100, the 200. Everybody wanted me to do the 400, but I never did just because it was too long and I felt like I was going to die. That's
1: how I, I did track, too. <laughs> Who, and that's did how you? I Yeah. I did, I did um, the four by one.
0: Yeah. That was and, my other race, right? The four by one. And I did, which, which leg were you?
1: I was the... Uh, f- sometimes I'm the first leg. Sometimes okay. I'm the second leg. But most of the time, I'm the first leg. Um, w- what about you? Which I was the was? third.
0: Because uh, I was good at the corners. Yeah. You know? Even though I was still the curve. fastest on the team... Um, depending on the day, I guess, um, I was better at the corners. So I, you know, we at state, we were in first place when I gave the baton to the, the anchor.
1: Yeah. And, and then he ruined it. I'm
0: not gonna blame him. I'm not gonna blame but I him. I could tell that's no. where
1: the story is going.
0: I'm not gonna blame him. I'm just saying we were in first place when I gave him the baton. But he messed it <laughs> up. But here's here's the catch. You got to realize like everybody's anchor is like the and like you know the fastest guy in the state. Yes. Yeah. You know, caught him for sure. Yeah. And then the second fastest guy in the state, and he wasn't the fastest guy in the state. Obviously, my, my uh, our anchor, he was just. Uh, you know, one of the guys that could run relatively fast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he got caught by three guys, and so he... We took fourth. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but like I was saying, I, um, the four would be a challenge to me. The 400 yeah, would be a challenge to me. To me, that's long distance. Well, <laughs> Even though it's, it's not, it's, it's not, not, not. Well, it is. Yeah.
0: It's, it's because it's a 400-meter sprint. Yeah. Because right? you have to like be able to pace yourself. Walk. It's not like you're jogging. It's not yeah. the 800-meter. That's that's a, a really tough race. Yes. Because it's almost like you're jogging, but fast jogging. Yeah. But the 400, you still got to sprint, right? Yeah. My brother actually... Uh, t- he didn't take state in the 100 or the 200, but he took state in the 400. Um, and he still rubs it in my face. Wow, to the, you guys to this are day. good. <laughs> oh, I yeah. did
1: hurdles. So I did uh, the 100. Hurdles, hurdles. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hurdles. High hurdles. For Fine. a short person, everyone is like, "What?" Are that's another thing. My my coach was like, "Do you want to try the three hundred hurdles?" I'm like, "No, that's too far for me. That's too oh, long." I'm like, "That's yeah, long." Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: like one of the most brutal races out yeah. there, right there. Because one, it's three hundred meters, yep. and two, you've got to jump too. Yep. So that's yeah, that's got to so take like, it out of you. No, I,
1: I'm I'm good with the one. Um, so you're a jock. You played mean, a yeah, lot of sports. I was
0: all about sports growing up and uh, board sports as well. Yeah, I wakeboard. I still do to this day. I mean, I don't have as much time as I used to. I mean, I mean, they have a Thai wake park here. Yeah, I go there, you know, once every few months. Um, but yeah, growing up, I was into to ball sports, team sports, yeah, uh, individual sports as well. You yeah, know, I, I played golf. I still play golf. Wow. Um tennis. Um,
1: wow, you you really I loved, are yeah, a sportsman. Yeah, that, that was that was
0: all that was my entire life until yeah. I came to Thailand and and started studying Thai and that became my life, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, let's see here. Oh, and then, you know, snowboarding, I was way into that. Skateboarding, longboarding, uh, surfing, I had a little uh, three-month little surf binge that I I moved from Salt Lake after I graduated from high school. Yeah. I was like, I got to get out of here. I don't want to live in Salt Lake City anymore. I want to get out of my parents' house. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go straight to college. I I just want to like Take take a year off, you yeah. know? So I just packed my things up in my tiny little Toyota Tercel, which was just a total crapper. It was a <laughs> piece of crap. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was but the it only worked. thing. I, yeah, <laughs> it worked. Packed it all in the back seat. Drove from Salt Lake to San Diego. Lived there for three months and surfed every day and worked as a pizza delivery man. Uh, yeah.
1: That's like the California life. (laughs) (laughs) Surfing and pizza. I lived lived
0: right on the beach in Mission Beach. Nice. uh, San Diego. It was awesome. Learned how to surf, ran out of money, and went back. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a good time to go back. (laughs) If you have to pick one sport, just one, what would be your most favorite one?
0: You know, baseball was probably my favorite all-around sport just because I was – I probably excelled the most in baseball. Mm-hmm. But um, I ended up not playing baseball after my sophomore year in, in high school because – well, long to- long story short, I just did track instead because mm-hmm. I just – I saw the potential because I was – you know, in football, I was one of the faster guys, and so yeah. the track coaches were trying to get me to play or to run, mm-hmm. and so I went that direction. But if I could go back in time, I probably, if I had to just choose one sport, it would have been baseball, because mm. I loved it. I, I still do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. I miss it. In fact, I've even looked up uh, baseball leagues here in Bangkok. They, uh, they have a softball league for adults.
1: They do? Yeah. And Aww. I actually was, like,
0: ready, signed up and everything, but... What it happened? was like my only day off is Sunday and now I have my son and, you know, I want uh, I want to spend time with him. I didn't want to be like, all right, mm-hmm. my only day off. I'm going to be selfish and go play softball, you know. <laughs> but one of these days I'm going to. Start
1: your own team.
0: <laughs> they have a team. That's so cool, though. They're, yeah. they're, like In Bangkok right here. Yeah. It's just like. All right. But it's softball, you know, the bigger yeah, balls. Yeah. Well,
1: so. usually in the States, softball is usually for girls. Yeah. Like at our school, the guys would have the baseball team and then the girls would have the softball team.
0: And then as you get older, just like older people who yeah. want to still play some kind of something or other that has to do with baseball, will start playing softball. Ah, so.
1: I see. You were sent to Thailand on a mission, right? Yep. And from what I've heard, Thailand wasn't your first choice, or it wasn't even your choice at all.
0: No, it wasn't my choice. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you didn't get to pick your destination. So, how did you feel the day you got the news? Were you excited? Were you upset? Or were you afraid? What What, what were you feeling?
0: Definitely not upset. Mm-hmm. I, I was excited. Yeah. Because, you know, when I signed up for uh for this program, I was wanting to do something out of the ordinary. I didn't want to like go and be a missionary in like Mississippi or something, you know? Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have gone. <laughs> where were you hoping? Where, where were you? I was hoping, hoping to somewhere cool. Like my friend had just gotten called to uh Taiwan mm-hmm. and I had some friends that got called to South America and there's there's just so many people getting called to cool places. And so I thought like, I hope I get somewhere exotic. Yeah. And when I read Bangkok, Thailand, I was like, yes, this that's is exotic. Be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's way exotic on yeah. the other side of the world. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be uh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know a lot about Thailand. I knew where it was. Mm-hmm. I knew it was in Asia and Southeast Asia, but I didn't really know much about it. So I just googled it. Right. And uh, started reading on Wikipedia about Thailand and that's when I saw the Thai characters for the first time. Because mm. if you get on the Wikipedia article about Thailand, it'll it'll have Thai right there. Yeah. In in Thai letters. And I remember thinking back then, like, oh no, <laughs> that's a language. Oh crap. I'm never gonna be able to read that, speak that, or do any of that. That's yeah. way too difficult. Yeah. You know? And uh nowadays it's totally different. Now you know, it's probably the same feelings a Thai person would get when you look at, like, Cambodian Chinese. or Chinese yeah. or, you know, just totally different characters. Yeah. That, oh, pasapawa, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, that's a language? No way. So I was a little intimidated, I guess. Yeah. Um, felt like I was going to have to really put my full efforts into the language. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So
1: so when you first got here, where did you stay?
0: Uh, Kien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this in um Po Muang, in the in the city. Um I was there for three months and then you know, you might you tea. Yeah. If you're a if you're a missionary you kinda just move around the country. Mm-hmm. So I was there for three months and then I went to uh Buriram and then I went to let's see here. Uh then I was in Bangkok and mm-hmm. then I went to Udon, Sisaket. It was mostly just like in the Isan, Isan. and then also the Paklang uh, uh, in in Taib. Yeah. And uh I'm trying to think. I'm not forgetting anybody, am I? I think that's <laughs> it. I think that's, yeah.
1: What do missionaries do?
0: Yeah, basically you wake up in the morning at about 6.30. Mm-hmm. According to the schedule back in my day, I don't know what it is like now. But yeah. We were... Supposed to exercise for 30 minutes. I usually didn't do that. Back <laughs>
1: what? But I you're usually... such a sports person. You're I... such a jock. Well, I
0: mean, we didn't have any like sports to play. It yeah. was like, oh, do some push-ups and some, <laughs> some sit-ups. Oh, cool. Nope. I'm just going to keep sleeping. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my tattooing. Uh, anyway. Uh, and then at 7 o'clock, we were supposed to start scripture study. Mm-hmm. And then at eight o'clock, start language study. Mm-hmm. But for me, I would just start language study right away and yeah. not do a lot of scripture study. Oh, Chad, we English. Wait, so language
1: studies meaning <laughs> studying study tie, Thai? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So I would read Thai out loud at least an hour a day every morning. Wow. Every morning, reading out loud, and you know, usually it was like scriptural uh, scripture kind of stuff. And so I was still like. For me, I was uh, justifying because you were supposed to study the scriptures. You call it Prakampi, right? The Prakampi Bai Bun Prakampi I would, I would just say, well, I'm reading the scriptures in Thai, so yeah. I can study Thai, and then I just read it out loud and and uh, practice my tones, practice my uh, my accent and all that, and uh, and then another hour was allotted for just. Language study, and mm-hmm. so I just did two hours of, of Thai study every day, every morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout the day, like after that, you go to break. or er, what do we do after that? Uh, yeah, and then you go to breakfast, and then you're off for the day basically, where you're just out like trying to talk to people, trying to invite them to church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they would call it and you had to try and like invite, you know, at least 10 people to church a day if mm-hmm. you could. Which, you know, most people weren't interested. Yeah. And so basically, I would, after I'd, I'd invite him, I'd just try and talk to them about other stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. I wanted to practice my Thai. Yeah. And in the beginning, it was really tough because I couldn't understand what people were saying to me. And yeah. I mean, they could understand me. Yeah. But I couldn't understand them. It was tough.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Um, How how long did it take you to learn to read Thai
0: and I mean, to speak it? I mean, I... I could speak because they had like, what do they call it in Thai? It's like pasakalauke, right? They had mm-hmm. that like where they write it out in English and then you have like the tone markers uh, and stuff. yes. I could read that before I came to Thailand. Okay. But I first started practicing how to read actual Thai script when I got to Thailand. And, uh, uh, you know, that took at least three, four months of, you know, two hours a day. Yeah. Um, You know, after about a few weeks, I started recognizing all the characters and I could say, oh, that's Kai," and that's uh, Kai, and that's Kalkai. I could start identifying them. But, you know, the words, because in Thai... Right? There's yeah. no spaces. And yeah. so you're like, oh, crap. Wait, is this the end of the word? Or is that is that a new word? Oh, oh, sh-, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah. So once you start recognizing full words, because that's how you read Thai, right? You don't yeah. read it like letter by letter. You just see the word mm-hmm. and you know where it ends and where the next uh, word begins. Mm-hmm. And once I could start identifying full Thai words, that's when it got more fluent and... uh you know, when you're when you're reading stuff in the scriptures, it gets kind of uh what's the word? Repetitive. It's just the same stuff over and over. So I could recognize words like, you know, I mean, stuff about religion. Kunatam, yeah. you know, kwam yeah, kwam rak satta. I could I I could see that like right away. Oh, okay, satta. And then you know, while I'm reading satta out loud, I'm my eyes are going to the next word, so I can try and be like. Fluent when I'm reading, right? So, pa night, and you know, yeah, so, you know, it took a while, but yeah. eventually, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: your Thai is really good.
0: Thank you, thank you.
1: When you first moved here, what bothered you the most about Thailand, about living here?
0: Um, really, it was the the language bothered it. it just bothered me that I couldn't understand people, and yeah. I I felt like why I'm practicing every day, why. Can't I understand what they're saying? Like, it gets what's wrong with me? Right? Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm really listening. Khuu the local. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You're <laughs> yeah. question the local. <laughs> yeah, question
1: the, that's,
0: that's not the right attitude, obviously. <laughs> I, you know, I, I had to humble myself and just be like, all right, it'll come eventually. Mm-hmm. You can't force it. Same with you know Thai people learning English. It, it takes a while you can't just expect yourself to become fluent within a few months or so, you know, it takes a while. And so that was probably the most, uh, I don't want to say, I it, I don't want to say it bothered me. It just kind of was depressing. Yeah. Because, it's, it's
1: frustrating.
0: Yeah. That's the word frustrating. It was just yeah. kind of like, eh, should I just go home now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it never crossed my mind. Yeah. You know, it definitely did. Yeah. But I, I just kept going, you know, and, after about three months, I felt like I started understanding about fifty percent
1: Wow, which that's if you fast. can yeah if
0: you can understand fifty percent, mm-hmm. you can just pick up like one out of every i'm not even that I'll say like thirty okay. percent one out of three thirty three percent then you can actually right? You can actually like okay i I understand what the topic is, uh-huh. All right, but I can't really say anything yet, so I'm just. Uh, Crop, cop, cop, you know? Give kumon, <laughs> give kumon. Henduai, henduai. Okay, you know. <laughs> that would be funny
1: if they were saying something like totally, like, that you didn't agree with. They're like, henduai, yeah. henduai. Uh,
0: well, it's just like the, the yes syndrome that we yes. talk about with, with some people learning English. They're just like, yes to everything. Yeah. Yes. 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 Are you an idiot? Yes. 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 <laughs> and just like me, like, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know <laughs> the yes syndrome <laughs> love it <laughs> all
1: right now let's talk about your English teaching career before you became Atan Adam you were almost hired by Google Thailand
0: yes I was yeah, yeah. tell
1: us about that
0: I I had started getting some because uh, I started on YouTube actually mm-hmm. teaching English, um, just filming like little short clips, and then I started getting some job off not offers as like just like some some small gigs some ngan uh, where I was like a guest speaker right yeah and uh, at the same time I was looking for a job in Thailand like like an actual desk job or an office job. When Google Thailand had just opened up an office here, mm-hmm. this had to be two thousand and nine or two thousand and ten, mm. um, somewhere around there. And oh, actually, before that, I just ran into someone on uh, a plane. Basically, she was a, a lady that worked for Google in Singapore was sitting next to me in a uh, on a plane. Yeah, and. Uh, she said, "Yeah, we're opening up an office in in Thailand just this coming year. You should uh, send me your resume, and I'll forward it to my boss and give a good word in because I guess we had some good chemistry, or you know, I mean, she was older. It's not like we're like flirting, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like we, you know, we had, <laughs> we just, you know, we we got along well.
1: Yeah, and, you clicked.
0: Yeah, we clicked, and so I did. I, I sent her my resume, and she forwarded it. And when they opened up the the office." They start. They interviewed me, and I, I went to the second interview, and the third interview, and the fourth interview mm-hmm. was a phone interview. So I had passed all three stages, and it was just one more interview. Yeah, and then I would get the job, right? And they called, and they told me ahead of time what time they were going to call. But they called on a day that I had a job as a as a guest speaker at a at a university, uh. and I was starting to get this feeling like, hey, maybe I've got something going here. Like if I continue this this English gig, just like this a career path as an English teacher. Maybe I've got, uh, you know, my own career that I can just, you know, work for myself. I don't have to go work for someone else. Yeah. Um, and as they call, I'm like pretty much getting on stage. And, um, you know, I had like 15 minutes until I was getting on stage. And I was like, I just answered the phone. I was like, you know what? I appreciate it, but I'm just going to say... I'm going to turn you down for, for this time. Thank you very much. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, I was on the stage. And I felt relieved because I had made that decision after yeah. thinking about it for so long. Okay, what am I going to do? Yeah, Do I want to go to Google? And now, even to this day, I'm still like, you know, what what could have been, you Mm -hmm. know? Could I be, like, Google CEO right now? No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would would have been, like, an office man. Yeah, I would have been just, like... Working for your own self.
0: The nine-to-five kind of guy, but, you know, I'm sure it would have worked out either way. Yeah. But I feel like I made the right decision because, you know, being a Jahanadam has really changed my life, and I feel like I'm helping people. I'm helping Thailand, and uh, I... uh, I enjoy it, you know. It's not like I wouldn't enjoy Google, but yeah. um, I like to work for myself. Well, work for my wife really. She's my she's my boss. My yes. real boss. Okay? <laughs> I'm her I'm her palitapan. Right? <laughs> she sells me. All right. She slangs me. <laughs> what position
1: was it? Do you remember for Google?
0: It was just uh analyst or something, you mm-hmm. know. Like just oh, like barely entry level employee basically
1: it's almost like fate and you decided your own fate too you know by saying no to them you you are creating your own path yeah to becoming Adan Adam that's really cool
0: yeah, it was interesting. I'm glad I'm here today. You know, yeah. you wouldn't be interviewing me if it weren't for my I decision, know. right? So there I you go. I would probably
1: not like even know who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or maybe I wouldn't know you because you're so big at Google. No, oh, I,
0: I would be the CEO by now <laughs> for sure. No, I probably would have quit Google and just been like Mark Zuckerberg, move over, uh, Adam Bradshaw's here. No, I'm kidding. Chit <laughs> mak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so eventually, you chose to be a Adam, Adam. What do you like so much about teaching? Or, you know, motivational speaking.
0: Well, usually my motivational speeches are are about learning a language. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done some other kind of like cultural um, speeches where I talk about the differences between Thailand and and America and Western and Eastern culture. But I don't do that as much. I don't feel like I'm as—I'm not really an expert about Asian culture in general. I'm more of an expert about just American and Thai culture. Yeah. Which we can't just— Overgeneralize, over-generalize and say, oh, American culture is Western culture mm-hmm. and Thai culture is Asian, Asian. culture. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just kind of ignorant. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I do some of those, but uh, usually it's, you know, motivating people and giving them tips about how to learn a language effectively mm-hmm. and fast. And um, a lot of the time, the main topic is... You know, realizing the fact that you're gonna struggle, you're gonna make mistakes, you're never gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not your language. I mean, there's there's a difference for people that like, like for you, um you grew up in America, so e- you know, learning English probably was a little easier as a kid, right? Yeah. For an adult, learning a language is much more difficult because our our brains are you know already like yeah form have they've already formed into like you know, whatever you are. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> absorbing a new language is tough. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the times it's just saying stuff like, you know, it's learn okay. and laugh at mm-hmm. your mistakes. Don't take it too seriously. Um, you know, success will come with those who can humble themselves and accept the fact that you're always going to make mistakes. It doesn't, like, even in English, we make mistakes. Like, I'm a native speaker. I still make mistakes in English. Mm-hmm. I don't care, you know? It's not like I'm uh, a perfectionist to that point where I, I feel like I need to be perfect in everything I do. But yeah. sometimes in Thailand, uh, people feel like English is, is just a subject mm-hmm. that we, we learn in school so we can take a test. And if we pass the test... Yippee! Yeah. You know that's it. Yep. I don't need to speak or listen to anybody, but I can pass this test. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that's present perfect and that's past simple and that's uh, uh, that's กริยาช่องสาม and 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 You know? Yeah. Which is is good for for you know analyzing language. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not I studied Thai grammar, otherwise I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm-hmm. But people need to realize, and this is the point that I always am trying to reiterate and just tell people, is English is more than just a subject. It's, an, it's a skill, it's a tool, right? Mm-hmm. English in your everyday life is just communication, uh, English for testing is, you know, you've got A, B, C, D, sometimes E. Five different choices. Only one out of the five is correct. Mm-hmm. But in real life, it's just A and B. A is your listener understands what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And B is ngong, right? That's it. A and B. That's all it is. Yeah. And you can actually get you can get your listener to understand without speaking perfectly. Mm -hmm. You can have a Thai accent. You can have incorrect grammar Mm -hmm. and your listener can still understand what you're saying. Now that's not saying that you shouldn't try and improve. Obviously we can continue to improve our, our language skills and, and try and get better and learn from our mistakes. But at the same time, it's okay to make mistakes. It's just, just try and communicate, use, Akai body language, right? Yeah. Use your hands. That's fine. That's totally fine. And the other thing I, I tell them, you know, people that, you know, if they're my students or if it's out of speech is is the fact that foreigners that are in Thailand like Thai people a lot. Other, otherwise, they wouldn't be here, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're not coming here to fix your grammar or to... You know, be like, Mm -hmm. no, no one does that. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not
1: here to judge you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They're not here to judge your English. They don't. I mean, as long as they see that you're making the effort to communicate, they're like already impressed. You know what I mean? So um, it's it's all about attitude. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the main thing that I guess the question really was like, uh, what do you like about teaching? Really, it's the fact that I get to motivate and inspire people to come out of their comfort zone and try and, you know, talk to other people Mm -hmm. that are foreigners in in Thailand. Because you got to realize another thing is they're more there's because Thai people might be scared of foreigners sometimes. Yeah. But usually foreigners are more scared of Thai people than Thai people are scared of foreigners. Really? Thai people are Daoban, right? Yeah. This is your country. Of course. And it's so, our turf. Exactly. pentau tin, right? This is your turf. <laughs> so, you know, foreigners, if you, uh, if let's say you went to America or someone, a Thai person went to America and, and a frang like me, an American came up to you and spoke to you in Thai, mm-hmm. you would be, you'd be stoked. Like, yeah. this is cool. Nice. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't be sitting there like, oh, you know I mean, You know, you wouldn't be like. Uh, you wouldn't be like nitpicky, yeah. right? Yeah, you'd, you'd just...
1: appreciate
0: it. Exactly. Same goes for foreigners in Thailand. You know, if you go up and say hello to them, meet, try and try and meet them, try and ask them about their vacation here, how do you like it? Yeah. You know, 99% of them are going to have a positive reaction. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 1% will be, you know, but remember, that's just 1%. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding.
1: Just 1%. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when was the first time that you realized that you were famous and that you probably became someone who had positive inf- influence on people's lives?
0: Probably when people started asking for pictures, you know, when yeah. I was just walking around outside and stuff. I mean, that was quite a few years back. Mm-hmm. Cause I started on YouTube and then then got on Channel Five and then it was Channel Nine and then I was just kind of all over TV and mm-hmm. then this digital era started and and now I got a a gig on on Channel Three and that's huge for mm-hmm. me the Channel Three gig is is pretty sweet and uh, you know I still try and and be down to earth and realize that I'm lucky to be where I am you know I don't want to be some arrogant D-bag, uh, excuse my <laughs> French, but <laughs> but uh, I, I just want to be down to earth and, and nice to people and smiley and, and enjoy the moment and carpe diem, as it were, right? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Why do you think most Thai people aren't as good in English as they could potentially be? What is the major obstacle?
0: I mean, for me, I don't think it has anything to do with Thai people's potential because, you know, I know several... I don't. Even, I want to say thousands, or even, you know, not millions, but <laughs> I know at least thousands because I've had thousands of students over the years yeah. that that couldn't speak any English at all, and started from step one, and eventually were able to speak it. So I know that everybody has the potential to speak English well. I mm-hmm. mean, not perfectly, but fluently and uh, effectively and proficiently, and so. Why are some people not uh, proficient proficient in English? Go. For me, it's more just like they just haven't put the time in. Because if you put the time in, you're definitely going to get it mm-hmm. eventually. I think it's just a matter of uh, time management. You know what I mean? And and priorities. People that put English as a high priority on their on their list of, of priorities that will will eventually speak it well. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, mm-hmm. pag and so you're
1: a husband and also a father now you married a Thai woman right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and now you have a son together so tell us a little bit about Austin
0: Austin is one and a half coming up on two in March he is a very happy go lucky little guy smiley, laughs all the time just a little you know, turn your frown upside down every time you see him. Aww. You know, I come home from work and he's just like, you know, and now he <laughs> says that, 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 that all the time. And he's he's a little slower with like uh, because he's a dick. right. So yeah. he's, he's a bilingual kid. Uh, I only speak English to him. My w- wife speaks some English to him, but mostly Thai. Mm-hmm. And then her mom, li- uh, she doesn't live with us, but she comes over, you know, at least one month. Or I mean, one week out of the month, mm-hmm. and stays with us, and and so she speaks only Thai to him. And uh, actually, my my wife's dad or my father in law is Konisan, uh, right? Mm-hmm. But my my mother in law is Konpaklang, uh, and mm-hmm. so she doesn't speak Isan to him. She just speaks uh, Thai to him. But uh, a lot of my relatives or just like my in laws have said. Oh, you gotta get him to speak Isan as well so he can be, you know, fluent in three languages. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, let's just do two first and then <laughs> we can throw in Isan maybe later. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he's he's the love of our lives for sure, and he's definitely uh, changed our lives in, in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Because I, I wake up every morning, I feel like, okay, you know, I'm doing all this for him and, you know, waking up really early in the morning. I'm doing it for him. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, that's sweet.
0: (laughs) And then my wife is actually pregnant. Uh, She's five months, wait, four or five months pregnant. We just got the ultrasound last week, and it's another boy.
1: Congrats. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Yeah.
0: That's going to be fun.
1: Oh, that's great news.
0: We're trying to think of the name. She's very set on Maxwell. I haven't agreed to that yet, though, so we'll see.
1: Maxwell, that's cute.
0: Yeah. But she was a little disappointed. I'll be honest, because she, she w- wanted a girl. She acted like she wanted a boy. Like we went, we went in for the ultrasound. She's like, "Yeah, I want a boy," because I wanted a boy. Yeah, I wanted Austin to have a little little brother. And then when she saw the yeah, and ultrasound, th- then she, she's like, "Oh, like," because she wanted to name our girl Bella. Bella.
1: Oh. You know,
0: and yeah. uh, either way, I don't. Uh, we might have number three. We might not. We'll just one at a time. Yeah.
1: So. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. That's really great news. Um, so, do you recommend raising kids to be, you know, bilingual if neither of the parents are native?
0: I would say it's better than not doing it. I, I've seen some internet trolls say, "Oh, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I think that. Uh, you know, if you can use native uh, video, like, uh, any kind of, like, and, and just use yeah. that to help teach your kids, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to expect yourself to be a native if you're trying to help your kid learn English. Mm-hmm. They'll pick it up through movies and uh, TV shows. And, I mean, YouTube these days is full of cartoons and stuff. Like, yeah. my son is all about Bob the Train
1: Oh. Yeah, have you, yes. have
0: you ever seen Bob the Train he,
1: it's everywhere yeah it's all awesome the little boys love it
0: <laughs> Bob the Train yeah. and like oh there's so many little cartoons and and they'll pick it up just from that yeah so I don't I don't agree with that I think Thai parents should uh, give it a whirl and you know if you make a few mistakes not a big deal you know like I said
1: mm-hmm. we're all
0: humans we're, we're imperfect creatures no one should expect perfection from themselves okay
1: Our next section is called This or That. Here are three pairs of words or situations. You'll pick one for each pair and then explain or elaborate on your choice: Superpower, Iceman, or Human Torch?
0: Hmm. <laughs> Human Torch. Why? Just because I think it'd be cool to burn things. Like, I guess when I was a kid, I was kind of a pyro, you know, just like burning crazy stuff. Oh, God. Stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> eating nothing but super hot, spicy dishes for a year or eating nothing but super bland, tasteless dishes for a year.
0: Super spicy, for sure. Yeah? I, mean, uh, ooh, I guess it would take me a while to to get used to the spice because I can actually eat sp- pretty spicy food these days. Yeah. But, uh... I wouldn't want to eat just nasty, bland crap for an entire year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd rather go with the extreme. Okay. Of uh, the extreme uh, spice flavor as well.
1: Yeah. Deleting the knowledge of all your Thai language skills or deleting the knowledge of all your English language skills.
0: Oh. Oh. That's a tough one. You know... uh (laughs) I'm j I am would not do either. I would just have to be like, nope, neither. You work too hard for them. <laughs> exactly. But I mean I feel like, take Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can take Spanish <laughs> and you could take any Chinese that I know, just take it. But I'm not gonna let you take my Thai or my English.
1: <laughs> Alright, so our next section is called What If. And please draw a question from our jar. All right. And we'll so do it Miss Universe style. Here, here. I'll read oh, it. Oh, okay. You, you don't get to see it first.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 Are these like <clears throat> risque kind of questions? Or no, what? these
1: are like mostly hypothetical. Okay. Mostly. <laughs> if a witch came along and used some random magic to turn you into an animal, what kind of animal would you be and why? If you be a And This
0: is easy. No in sea. I would be an eagle.
1: Why? Because so you're an American? Oh, well, not,
0: not just because, <laughs> I mean, that's cool too. I could be a bald eagle. I could be a hawk. I'd be, or maybe even a falcon because they're the fastest birds. Ooh. But I just love to just Sore, you know, mm. just like I've had dreams before. This is like a reoccurring dream yeah. that I have, like every, like maybe once a year of just flying. I'm just like, you know, it sounds weird, but yeah, it's cool. Okay, no, it's not weird. <laughs> All right.
1: for being here today and it was such a pleasure talking to you it was so much fun it was a lot of fun I had
0: a lot of fun I'm I'm glad that I was able to come here and thank you for inviting me and having me everybody that was awesome thank you so you craft
1: ถ้ารู้ว่าเพื่อนคน you know, like 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 like
0: Binge listen to all of our shows and episodes at thestandard.co/podcast The Standard Podcast เปิดหูเปิดตา but